Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Grimes, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, healing, and living in alignment with the highest truth of who you actually are. I know that you pushing play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. So with that said, let's get this party started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to So She Is. It is Katie Grimes here, and I am so excited and happy and grateful that you pushed play today and that you're here with me. Today is the first of a new segment, and it is the Callie and Katie Conversations. I think that's what we named it, but basically my friend Callie and I are sitting down multiple times a month and just having these open and honest conversations. Some of the topics are going to be serious, some of the topics are not. Um, Today it's about wintering, which I'm so excited for you to learn more about or feel into. Maybe you feel like you're in a winter. If you don't know, you probably will after this. And these conversations are strictly just to be that, to make you feel like you're in the room with us, to feel connected to us, and we want to feel connected to you. So please, any com- topic is on the table. If you have something you want us to talk about, let us know via DMs. These will also be on Callie's podcast, which is Your Own Medicine, and she is so wise, brilliant. Like, I love learning from her. I, I love being her friend in general, but she is brilliant. So check out Your Own Medicine podcast for to dive deeper into the world of somatics, healing, all the brilliant things. She's also in UGC content creation. So if you're curious about that, please give her a follow. And yeah, that's basically what we're doing. We're going to have Tuesdays, I think, are going to be more Katie vibes. And then I think Thursdays are going to be Katie and Callie. And then with some interviews sprinkled throughout. And so that's that with Callie and Katie. (laughs) And then so we are updates. We have a So We Are Silent Disco this Sunday, January 22nd. It is the Lunar New Year and we are going to have an incredible event that is just really channeling and bringing in this new energy, new year, new you, but but not really. We're going to more like new year, letting go of the past, letting releasing anything that is hindering us from really stepping into who we want to be in this new year. And we'll do that through movement, through dance and music. And I can't wait to see you all there. So be sure to check out the link in the show notes to get your tickets and reserve your headsets. They're going quick. So get on it. (laughs) I, again, I'm just so happy that you're here. I said that I wanted to start taking breaths in the beginning of the podcast with you all. And so whether you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you feel comfortable and you're not driving, feel free to close your eyes to just tap into your internal world. And we're going to start by breathing into the very bottom of the stomach, filling up the belly, expanding the rib cage, feeling the breath fill up the chest, going up the throat to the tops of the head, holding it for three seconds, and then letting it go slowly like you're blowing out of a straw. Amazing. Thank you so much. If you enjoy this breath, please let me know because if you hate it, we can take it out. I just thought it'd be nice to start all the episodes with it. So without further ado, here is Callie and Katie. Welcome today to Conversations with Callie and Katie. Today's episode, we're talking about wintering. Yes, one of our favorite and least favorite things to do. (laughs) Yeah. So nice, but it's so hard. Yeah. 
I know we're going to jump into all things that have to do with wintering, but I feel like it's just important to remember that we are actively living, breathing, and trying to like live by what we're talking about, but it's also a practice for us and in no way are we masters. But I think it's kind of a topic that goes untouched and, you know, isn't just like talked about a bunch about like wintering and slowing down and what that feels like, you know? I know we were talking a little bit before and you kind of said every winter that you have, you struggle like with a seasonal depression or I forgot what you called it specifically. Yeah. I just kind of like normalizing and opening up with that would be really nice. Yeah. And like, what is wintering? Yeah. So like to start to like for anyone listening that doesn't know what wintering is, wintering is well on the level of nature if you look outside here in California, it's a little different because where we live, we don't necessarily have like a full expression of the four seasons, but like, let's just say like the Midwest or the East coast, uh, like North, Northeast of the United States, there's like very full expression of the season. So in winter it gets cold, the ground becomes barren, the trees lose their leaves, animals hibernate or, start to get really efficient with their resources, uh, more rest. So for the level of like people, humans, like we often don't uh, honor those patterns, those cycles um, that are reflected in nature. And that can like often lead to burnout, to feeling really sick, to seasonal affective disorder. So wintering is just honoring those cycles, basically. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to, and I think in some of my previous podcasts, I know I've talked about the immutable laws of the universe and how when we understand those laws and how they work, it's a way to kind of like decode the universe. And since these immutable laws are always in play, we can either work with them in a conscious effort, in a conscious way, or continue to work against them, which is typically unconsciously that's where it leads to the burnout and overdoing it and I feel like as a society we are so often conditioned to believe that life is just random but if we think like of the law of gravity or just like those those laws that you'd never be like oh it's just random that I'm sitting in this chair and not floating up Uh, um, like you understand that nothing's really random when it comes to these laws and so when we understand these laws a little deeper it helps give purpose or a roadmap to kind of living an intention and honestly to me it feels like living with my guard down like because I I know that this is just the way it is and so like these law like the law of gravity or even like the law of attraction there is something called the law of patterns or the law of rhythm. And it goes perfectly with wintering because the law of patterns includes everything in nature and everything in nature follows this rhythm or has a season just like Callie was talking about. And even like biologically, both men and women follow a biological cycle. For men, it's 24 hours. And then typically for a woman, it's 28 days, which includes like these hormonal changes and their circadian rhythm. Everything's a rhythm. Everything's a pattern. And 
inc- like like the seasons outside, we also have these like internal seasons in our life, which include like summer, spring, fall, winter. And I kind of compare it like summer is like the working super hard. You're just gra- like going, going, going. Spring is like where you're blooming, your growth, you're feeling like that expansive energy, you're taking the action. And then fall is like reaping the rewards and like harvesting all your hard work that you did in the summer. And then winter is again, that's time to shed and like surrender, like go internal, rest. Um, And just like the outside seasons, nothing like you can't be in fall forever. As fun as it would to be harvesting all the goodies all the time, it's simply like isn't possible and I feel like when the more you ignore or like ignore a season or whatever you're feeling the more like pervasive it gets and like what you resist persists and this is why it is so important to talk about and honor the season you're in again because it's not always going to be this spring and this blooming or this fall and you're harvesting or like you can't be in summer forever either just grinding 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 and so that's kind of what like I see and I honestly even though right now Callie and I are both working on wintering with this winter I truly believe that you could be in winter in the summer you could be in winter in the fall um like whatever your cycle is again is completely natural to you and so sometimes if you're feeling like you've been in summer your whole life it i'm sure your the patterns are reflecting that or like what you're resisting is persisting so like if you're feeling the burnout you probably will get sick which then leads to like a forced winter and I know Callie has a lot on like that in itself of like the sick and immune. And so that was my little tangent of just like how these patterns in wintering is so vital to so much more than just like yourself. Like, I don't know, like it's like so unnatural to not honor the flow and seasons of life and what you're feeling. And so I'll pass it to Callie now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. I feel like there's two, there's also like things different, blah, blah, blah. Two different things you kind of mentioned, like one of them being the actual physical winter, like literally it's winter right now in the Northern Hemisphere. And like during this time, biologically, our capacity to do what we did in summer is just not the same. Like according to Ayurveda, we require more sleep, like we require different foods, like more grounding foods, more warm foods. So like biologically, I think there is like a a rhythm there. And then also you kind of mentioned like you can be in your own cycles. And like I definitely had a winter this summer where I just had like all these crazy things happen where I just had to like hide out and be like, there is no, there's not going to be growth in my business for the next few months. There's not going to be like personal development. Like I'm just truly trying to stay alive. So I think that's an interesting like thing you brought up. So yeah, but right now I'm, I'm actually doing better than I was in summer, but I do feel the shift in my body's capacity anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Might as well. And just like with the cooler weather. I don't know. There's just different things that are like making me want to winter, but it is very, 
it's difficult to slow down without guilt. And I think that's why so many people don't slow down, including myself. And it's like an active practice to consciously slow down for my well-being. I know both of us have had some crazy weird sickness the past two days, which is so funny because we were going to talk about this episode. Like we were going to, we were planning to talk about wintering and then our body does the things that we were going to talk about, which I know you wanted to talk a little bit about like the immune response and stuff like that, which I just find fascinating because the body is just the Bible. Like it knows, it it, it is the all-knowing part of you. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, first for like context around what we're talking about with the sicknesses. So I, um, on Monday, had a day where I was, um, actually, let, I'll talk about the, the responses first, and then that's actually, I think, a better way to start. So um, they're in for freeze. So for, okay, backing up completely. There's uh four different trauma responses. So trauma responses happen often um, anytime our body perceives a threat. Um, so that could look like a bear coming up to us. It could look like someone yelling at us. It could also look like someone not giving us attention and feeling like we're being neglected. And that can happen as a child. It can happen as an adult. But oftentimes when we aren't chronically um, in a uh, trauma response, especially as a child, we carry that with us into adulthood. So the four trauma responses are fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And arguably there's different, was that four? Yeah. There's different um, responses if you look at different theories, but for the case, for the uh, simplicity, we're going to just focus on that today. Um, So for freeze response specifically, many of us are in freeze. And you can even see like, as I talk about these two different kinds of freeze, which one resonates with you. So um, the first kind of freeze is called tonic immobility. And if you think about a cat, when it like hears a sound like a branch breaking or something, it freezes up and its ears perk up and it looks around, but it's very still. So in that moment, the body is very awake. It's very activated, but it's um, frozen still. So it's like the heart rate is going up. The body is preparing to mobilize. So the muscles are getting more energy. We're moving into that sympathetic nervous system response. So like activation. Um, So when we are chronically in a response like this, or let's just say go back to the cat, in that moment, all of the energy of the body is going towards um, processes in the body to help mobilize. So muscles, uh, things like that. That's why oftentimes um, digestion is not as efficient in that state. And also our immune response is not as efficient because it's not important in that moment. And so when we are chronically in that state, the immune response is extremely suppressed. So sympathetic activation suppresses the immune response. And oftentimes we get, we can get really sick. And um, I had that on Monday. I was, felt like I was in this free state, but it was that clenched free state where I was like clenching, clenching, clenching. I like, no matter what I was clenching, I could feel like my breath was shallow. My muscles were tight. My belly was tight. And then the next day I wake up and I'm sick and I was like, okay, duh. 
The other free state is a parasympathetic free state. And this is kind of where the body decides, okay, my best bet right now of survival is to basically cease to exist. So that means barely breathing, lots of dissociation, lots of numbness. We're no longer in the activated state or that clenching. We're just kind of in this parasympathetic blah. And so what happens when there's no sympathetic response anymore, so we're just purely in that parasympathetic um, state, the immune system basically goes unchecked. So the sympathetic nervous system kind of keeps it in check so it doesn't get too much of an immune response. But when we're constantly in parasympathetic, that response goes unchecked. So what happens is the body starts attacking itself because the immune response is so strong. And that's when people have issues like autoimmune stuff, chronic pain, um, inflammation happening in their body or like mystery illnesses where you're like, I don't know what's going on, but like I just there's just issues and it's the body just attacking itself because there's this excess immune response. So I think that's really interesting because I think when we talk about relaxing, and this is for me personally, it's really easy to like the idea of it. But when it comes to practice, I'm very practiced in that first response. I'm very practiced in watching a movie and clenching Uh, being at the beach and clenching, like doing all these things that should in theory be relaxing, but I'm doing them clenching and that doesn't actually restore your nervous system. Yeah, I, well, I think I have both because I, my jaw, I will clench that thing like no other, but at the same time, I have a history of chronic disease, um, like my body completely fighting itself. Like if I get sick, like my entire body flares up like it like it's just so over the top um and so it's when I like with what I've been doing I try to relax on Monday and honestly I realized like I try to relax by like laying down and scrolling TikTok and I realized like that's in no way shape or form relaxing because you're just taking in everybody and then you're just getting these dopamine hits and dopamine hits and then you feel like doing nothing and then it just whatever that's besides the point um but when I was relaxing on Monday kind of doing that but then having this massive guilt locking my jaw all the things I then woke up on Monday or Tuesday with like a mystery mystery inflammation in my body my eyes were essentially swollen shut it looked like I was very allergic to something it was really bad (laughs) I mean, it was like, I was like, Callie, I'm going to send this to you. I can't. Yeah, it was yesterday. And I was like, Callie, jump scare warning. Like, this is my face. I need to like chat to my doctor. But there was Um, no like, just for clarification too, there was no like, oh, I rubbed my eyes with this oil that I'm allergic to or like nothing. It was literally like went to sleep and then you woke up and it was. Yeah, it started that night. It started that night. Like Curly like looked at me like what's going on with your eye and I'm like I don't know and I was kind of like drop my I was kind of dropping but like not a single thing in my diet changed I had literally like chicken lettuce wraps so like lettuce and chicken uh Brussels sprouts like literally things I eat on the daily uh, nothing in my environment changed um and I wanted to blame the Christmas tree that I got but I've had that for like a week and a half so I mean I would think I would have responded sooner than later and then so I took yesterday to just chill out. We canceled the podcast. I didn't do much. I didn't work out because I... Neither did I. 
I will say like, oh yeah, I'm relaxing. And then I'll run five miles or I'll lift a lot of weight. And even on Monday, I was like, Callie, where, how do I stretch this part of my hip? Like I'm so tight. Like my body's been screaming at me. So it's no shock that I woke up with my face swollen shut. And so I think the body's just so interesting and will force you to winter in ways that maybe feel uncomfortable, but more comfortable than the discomfort your body's already going through with your, with however your immune response is. And I'm also planning my weddings in 10 days, woo woo. but I haven't taken a breath. Like my brain hasn't like, like the space between thoughts have been very minimal. And I feel like the more space you can have between your thoughts, like maybe I I don't think this is like politically correct, but for myself, I feel more stable when there's more space between my thoughts. Um, and that has not been happening. So I think it's like this concept of wintering is so hard because it's not just sitting on your couch. It's not yeah. just taking time off of work. It's not going on vacation. It's yeah. like a literal. It's like full and biological. <laughs> commitment to your yeah. to your nervous system yeah totally it's like I yeah I think like genuinely until the last couple of years I didn't know how to relax until like <clears throat> until COVID probably like the pandemic happened because I would watch Netflix and do homework I played the game of how many screens can I put in front of the big screen <laughs> When I would have, like, my computer and my phone and have TV and I, like, couldn't just watch TV. So, like, now watching a movie without a phone is, like, actually a huge win. I know that sounds silly, but it's, like, just doing one thing at a time is a huge win for me. But, yeah, it's gnarly. I feel like for myself, like, I'm very good at being hypervigilant. And... When you're so good at that, it's really hard to turn it off. Yeah. And then even if you try, I know I sent you a message like, I feel so guilty and like a piece of shit, like that yeah. I'm, and my face is swollen shut. Or maybe I sent that on Monday and then the next day my face was swollen. But it's just like this conditioning too of like, if I'm not productive, I am worthless kind of vibe or like, if I'm not taking care of everybody's needs, like just like hypervigilant about anything, like I, I yeah, it's just so One fascinating. Really like shifted things for me was when I started my own business and I would be like asking myself, what is the best thing for my business right now? Cause I guess I couldn't prioritize myself at that point in my life, but I was like, what is the best thing for my business? And oftentimes it was like, take care of yourself like right. relax like I am my business so the best thing for my business is to stay healthy be relaxed be like in my best state which is relaxed and like <clears throat> the thing about being relaxed too or like if you're familiar with are you familiar with polyvagal theory like mm -hmm. okay like being connected to ventral vagal which is like the connected to self and others and the world and having a perception of the world is like relatively safe. When you're in that state, there you're able to like connect to 
a strength within yourself and also like an openness like like if I'm like clenching and like close like even a few days ago we, we recorded a podcast and I was having a lot of anxiety and I just felt more closed than I do now like now I feel more like gooey in my heart and like open in my face as weird as that sounds I'm more able to connect with you um but when I'm really clenched or really stressed, like it just eliminates the possibility for connection with myself, with the world, with other people. So, yeah, yeah. I can't agree more with all of that because I really feel that. And I feel like that kind of leads into like one way that I wrote down of how I like plan and want to winter and I already kind of touched on my like relationship with TikTok and how like I like to scroll but I TikTok really doesn't make me feel good like truthfully like the more because yeah I watch my nervous system up too it really just and I'm so aware of it and then I do it and then I want it like it's it's unhealthy for me but I so that's something that I know and going to that question that you asked like what's best for my business right now um when I go on my honeymoon, I should do it. I should do it right now, honestly. But something in me is like, oh, when I'm in paradise, it'll be a little bit easier. But is in a way to winter just for anybody is a social media detox. I plan on deleting every single app off my phone and completely disconnecting for seven days to come back to this new year, to this new energy, um, fresh. Because I feel like a dead battery right now when it comes to social media. I'm like, do not want to create content. I do not want to do anything. I have no desire, even though I know that's what's my business thrives on content. That's how I grow and have expanded. And yet I don't care. And I know when I get to that place of not caring, we're we're far past like fixing. If that makes sense. Like Yeah, it's just like burnout at that it point. It needs to be a little bit more dramatic than just like push through because I feel like and I'm like helping my grandma with social media everything in my life is coming back to social media and I realize I've started to resist it more and more and more in the weeks and so a way to winter for anybody in any place you're in in your life in any profession you do is a social media detox to just get back to the truth of like who you are without any influ- outside influence and without those extra dopamine hits of like scrolling and like like you said like watching a movie with two screens ouch like that's me like I'll play a game I'll watch and like my fiance loves movies so she is always fully engaged nine most of the time like if she hasn't seen the movie before she's fully engaged but so often we watch the ones we've already seen and then have two screens mm-hmm. but I like she'll think I'm not watching or something but I'm like oh no I'm fully watching but I don't know how present you can actually be and how much you can really it's so different when you do watch just one screen or you go to the movie theater and you're fully engrossed by it um so yeah social media detox is definitely a way to practice wintering to to shed the leaves like fall like everything you're just your little bare tree you can go back home find coziness within yourself Find coziness within your home. I know it's distracted me from so many other things. Like, I want to clean out my closet. I want to do all sorts of things. But then I just find myself that the free moments I have in the day, I'll just kind of scroll. 
or think of content ideas or things like that. Can you relate to that at all? Yeah, definitely. Like, well, there's even this thing going around right now on TikTok, like, because I'm, I'm a content creator as well. So I like make content for myself and other businesses. So I'm like always up, up on the new and fresh content trends. And they're actually saying right now that we're going to move from short form to longer, long form, because people are getting burnout from short, fuck, why can't I, short form content. People are getting burnout from short form content because I I understand it's like, it's a lot for your brain to take in. And even like, I always think of social media from a co-regulation standpoint, like the fact that our nervous systems attune to the people that we're looking at, like right now I'm attuning to you, you're attuning to me. And when I scroll social media, I see like Karen's freaking out, my nervous system spikes, and then I see someone happy, and then I see someone crying, and then I see, and it's like every time my nervous system is like trying to attune to that person, and it's like, like roller coaster. And so, yeah. And one thing I have on my list too for like my favorite ways to winter. Okay, sorry, I have a cough drop in my mouth, but I was like, you guys probably don't want to listen to um is watching movies with the purpose of unclenching and softening and I have no phone allowed in my notes because I think like not I'm not just saying oh watching a movie is better for your nervous system than scrolling or short form content because there are some movies like all Marvel movies for me I fucking love Marvel but do you watch Marvel movies yes they're so activating. Like, I literally get so much adrenaline from Marvel movies. Like, my body clenches when I watch Marvel, and I love it. I watched, like, the full Hawkeye series in, like, two days, and I, like, probably, my nervous system was probably exhausted from it. But um, I do think, like, long form is better than short form in the fact that it is more predictable. You're not, like, just riding that roller coaster of, like, happy, sad, Karen, blah, blah, blah. Right, and you're co-regulating yeah. with a few characters in a fantasy yeah. world. Yeah, versus right. like, you should care about the world dying. And it's like, look at yeah. this new puppy. And then it's like, yeah. oh my God, look at this homophobe. Yeah, or this like, house is on fire. House on fire, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very dysregulating social media. So, but I've been watching movies that are very like, literally with the purpose of like, what would feel good in my nervous system? And I'll even use this example. I watched, I've been watching Barbie movies lately because they're nostalgic for me personally, but no, like they're not really like that roller coaster. Like it doesn't go that high, which is kind of nice. Like it's just very long shots. There's like not a ton of crazy stuff. Um, I yesterday I started watching Home Alone and I was like, oh my God, this is too much. There's like screaming, like the family screams at Kevin and it's just like, uh, I just couldn't do it. So I was like, okay, no. And then I started watching Christmas with the Cranks instead. Do you know that one? Have you seen that? It's really cute. And it's like, definitely the vibe is a lot more chill. It's just like people in suburbia deciding not to observe Christmas. And it's funny. It's comedy. And I was watching that on my computer screen and then I was like, let's put this on the big screen. And I put it on the big screen and I immediately noticed my body started having anxiety. Like my, I started clenching. I couldn't breathe as well. And I was like, 
okay, body, like it took me 10 minutes to put this on the big screen, but if you want it back on the little screen, I'll put it back on the little screen. So I watched it on my computer instead, and that just felt better in my body. And I think that's interesting too. It's like when you're practicing, literally whatever you're doing to relax, like notice how, like, even if it is something like, oh, watching a movie, like it should feel good. Like notice how it feels in your body. If you're clenching, like what can you do to accommodate your body to feel better, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like in even a way, like this just kind of came to my mind because I've done like all the things we're talking about. But even if it's like a five to three to five minutes, like a no phone walk, incredible. Yeah, like definitely. just like taking in like one of the best things I heard and I have never fact checked this so it might not be true but one of the healthiest things you can do so even if you have your phone in your pocket but like not having any engagement with your phone I would assume this person <laughs> this was about nature and how you can connect with it to regulate your nervous system it was a podcast I listened to and so basically they said like one of the most beneficial ways to like reconnect with the the parasympathetics the calmer one right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 to is to just look up at the sky and like how it's like a panoramic and whatever that does instantly like grounds and I again don't have scientific proof of this guy I feel I, I feel like this guy is telling the truth and I do it often like I'll walk out and I'll just allow my head to go up and just like connect with like the sky and it feels so good and so that's like something that even if you just walk out onto your patio take a breath in and then go back to a movie if like for any reason like I don't know it's just like those simple things that are always available to you that you could just do just like sunshine in the morning just like you the easiest things that nature provides to heal um but that that just crossed my mind when we were talking about movies, screens, phones. Like, also, we could go outside and just look up at the sky and take a breath, then go back in, try again, you know? I know, it sounds so groundbreaking, go outside. But it kind of is, because, like, some days I don't even need to leave my house. So I... Oh, if my dog isn't here, if he's staying with his grandparents, I'm like, oh, there's no reason for me to go. It feels weird, because my routine is I wake up and I take Brooks on a walk, but when Brooks isn't here, it's like, like, I don't go outside unless I'm going to go get coffee, but then I'm in my car. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I take a... Yeah, I feel like I need to leave my enclosure on those days. I'm like, get me out of here. Right. But, then, but yeah, yeah. That actually kind of like reminds me. So co-regulating with nature is totally a thing and it is totally backed by science. Um, And that's actually one of the points on my list too is like, I have it down beach walkies, but really like walking anywhere in nature. So just like our nervous system co-regulates to the people on our social media feed and the people around us, it also co-regulates with nature. So like what I've been doing a lot, or actually I uh, just did this study. One of my friends is going to school for psychology and she did this study on people doing intuitive somatic movement in nature and she wanted to see how it would affect them so for I think it was like 21 days I or 20 days I 
went on walks at the park or at the beach and I it is so different than like walking on a treadmill because you just first of all you're like moving through space you're connecting to your body and then I would take at least and I'm not even kidding when I say five seconds some days I was very dissociative like I have always struggled with depression and mental health that's just part of my my body its history and my story and some days are harder than others for me so I am not kidding when I say literally at least five seconds I would look around and like there's this practice you can do with nature to co-regulate where you look at the nature for me it was like trees and grass and find a part of your body that like feels that sense of like peace or safety or you just feel you look at the nature and you feel something in your body that responds to it and then you breathe into that place like one breath and some days I did that literally one breath like I'm not kidding like literally one breath and some days it was like five minutes because I like had more capacity to be present um but yeah that's one thing you can try like literally walking I'm gonna use that in my silent discos yeah like that exact cueing. I love that. Because I mean, it's so, and if you're driving, I feel like even when you're driving right now, you could like scan and just see something. And just like, if you see yeah. a tree, I know it's typically like kind of, if you're on a freeway, it's like cement, but you see a tree, just like <laughs> acknowledge it. I don't know. It's like to look around groundbreaking. Yeah. Like, it's really orienting. Yes. Sometimes like makes my vision go a little weird. Like if I'm on a walk yeah. and like, let's say I'm wa- walking and texting or walking and scrolling and walking and and then I look up and look around it's like whoa yeah where was I and also this is completely a side note if you have a dog and you're walking with your dog I actually listened to a pet psychic before and she said like one of the most disrespectful things you can do with your animal is be on your phone when you are walking them and it's because they can sense like that's your time together and that is like your time like where you're fully with them and like supposed to be present with them and they can sense like the phone takes you out of the experience they're having on their walk okay wait can I go like even deeper into that because I just watched a lecture on this like yes okay so not like for pets but for babies but I feel like both so that yeah they're like the same right (laughs) I mean depending on who you ask but um in the sense of like both pets and babies can perceive way more than they can like speak to right because babies are nonverbal and pets are nonverbal but both can perceive so much like dogs are so emotionally not all but like many dogs are super emotionally intelligent like regarding humans emotions and babies are too and they did this study with babies and you've probably seen the video for it because there was this video going around on social media for a while where the mom was engaging with the baby and she was like responding like oh baby and then she just went blank faced have you seen that one yeah I think I have so the reason that they did that study was to show um or to see about like mothers who have depression and like how the baby respond like can the baby perceive that like depression and what they found was like the baby first would continue to bid so they would continue to bid for connection verbally 
not asking, but like right. making sounds, reaching. And then when the mom continued with the straight face, it would start to get upset and kind of go into fight and like throw things and like get really upset. And then when that didn't work and cry, and when that didn't work, the baby went into that shutdown mode, that freeze mode that we talked about where the parasympathetic or just gave up. And so I think it's really interesting because like pets and babies and kids are so perceptive and I could totally see how like a dog, I feel like dogs are so like forgiving, but I could totally see how a dog could perceive you not being present for something, you know? Yeah. It's so funny because when I started So We Are back in March and that month leading up to it, so that spring season is softball season for Curly. So she's literally gone a lot. And I was like gearing up to start a business and like was like proper stressed out. It wasn't like so stressed. Like it was just like a lot of going on. Literally my dog couldn't stop throwing up. Like we thought something was seriously wrong with him. But then when I started listening to this pet psychic and I listened to her a couple times and I wanted to go to her just because I'm so curious and I'm so open to anything. Does she have a podcast um, or? She was on a, like a podcast, but a couple times. Like I found, once I found one, I kind of like looked her up and like read, like I went into her work because she's very niche type of vibe. Yeah. And she, I only think she has social media. It's like I, I had to go deep on her website and like readers, reads what she's written and stuff like that. But um, I truly think he, Brooks was just perceiving the energy and there was a lot of energy and moving parts in this household and like unsettledness and I feel like how dogs are so emotionally attuned and like want to make you better want to like like I feel like he was trying to like cleanse the energy like I feel like he was putting it on himself and just puking it out like because then it stopped once I settled curly the season was over like he stopped like and we took him to the vet and paid like thousands of dollars and like he's fine but I think it goes back to everything we're talking about like your the energy's there and it can be felt by the any yeah like, your nervous system, your dog's nervous system, um, your cats, and everybody handles it differently. But yeah, just fun facts. About- so crazy. He was like co-regulating. He was no, he guy. was trying to help out. He's like, okay, there's a lot of stress. Like, let me just yak it out for you guys. <laughs> oh my god, that's gnarly. So yeah, yeah. What else do you have on your list? On my list, I have just a few more things of like allowing myself to sleep in without an alarm. Um, Sometimes that feels good to me and other times that feels really bad to me, but I think it's recognizing how I feel when it happens. And so by allowing myself, like I'm in a season now where not setting an alarm feels really good, but sometimes not setting an alarm really puts me back. Like it makes me feel sluggish. Like I don't feel like I get the full thing like and I think it's because I'm a little bit less routined right now whereas sometimes I'll be like 10 p.m to like 6 a.m or like 10 p.m to like 7 like 11 to 7 like I love 11 to 7 actually but right now I'm like 11 to like 8 30 (laughs) and that's just because my body wants that and it feels good on that cycle and so I just put that as like a wintering thing because I think when your body is craving more rest as this physical winter demands for I think it's important to honor that and I know that's coming from a place of privilege of not having to go to the office or having a commute or anything like that but 
just something to think about any chance you get like allowing yourself to even if it's not even sleeping in like allowing yourself to close your eyes for five minutes like take a little nap or like a rest or just rest rest is the overarching theme of that part that quote in my list do you have anything like related to that on your list or well my bonus <laughs> I always put a bonus my bonus um one is related to that it's yoga nidra so yoga nidra if you're not familiar with yoga nidra also Andrew Huberman I guess just created something basically the same as yoga nidra for brain health because it's really really good for your brain but it's like without the spiritual or yoga context which is very controversial I know in the yoga world um rightly so but anyway just thought that was worth mentioning but yoga nidra is basically this um meditation practice where you're lying on your back and i call it well it's literally called the 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 yoga of sleep and so it basically puts you in this uh conscious state where you are floating between conscious and unconscious like you've done yoga nidra it's really gnarly because i'm I'm craving it now i'm like ah yeah when you wake up from yoga nidra, like almost never, I've traveled a lot. And even when I've traveled, I always wake up from sleep or a nap and know where I am. But when I do yoga nidra, sometimes I'll wake up and literally be like, where am I? Because you're, it's so restorative to your nervous system. And it's, there's so much brain science behind it, actually. So um, yeah, they have a bunch of free ones on YouTube. I probably wouldn't suggest YouTube because of ads that could kind of like shock you out of it but on Spotify they have a lot I think I have a few on my YouTube and we're gonna do some in liberation too you led me through yoga nidra right yeah with the soundboard yeah it was so interesting for those that just went a little bit deeper from someone who's not well versed it was like first of all it was really awesome like that everything like that you're saying just like deep restorative easy like it wasn't like effort mm-hmm. um but at the same time, like I, what Callie led me through was like this meditation, like, I don't know if all of them are meditative in a way of like guided meditation. And, um, typically if this was like a meditation without whatever Callie did, it probably would have made me cry. But I remember being like, that was so emotional, but I felt nothing. And it's because you're in between that conscious and unconscious state where it's like things, you just see it. Like, it was just like. It processes on a different level. Yeah. Like I was not sobbing when it was kind of a sad meditation release. Like what would have felt like, oh, like, wow, like just like letting go of things. And, but instead I just like was, came out of it. I was like, that should have been really sad, I think, but I, I didn't feel like crying or anything like that. I just felt it was, it was what it was. And yeah, yeah, so I would a hundred and million percent recommend looking it up. And the one I did with you too, I got from Parvati, like Parvati Shallow. She does all these like yoga nidras and every yoga nidra starts with a body scan where you like focus like right hand thumb, second finger, third finger, and there's some brain science behind that and you go through the whole body like and then you can either say random words that are supposed to evoke like images in your mind and bring you deeper into a subconscious state or you can do like a guided journey and I like those because they're more they're more interesting um and that's the one I did with you where you 
are guided through this forest and then you go into this cabin and like you meet a person and then sometimes you can say oh you received this gift and it's something that you've been waiting for for your whole life what is it and you don't tell the person outright like what it is and you just let their brain fill that in and often it's really profound yeah and that's what I think would have made me cry but it you just get to see it you get to have these profound moments without the excess I feel like like catharsis yeah 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 totally sometimes catharsis is fun but oh totally but like when you're not when I just didn't even know I was like wow yeah another um my like kind of last little list I made for wintering and things I like kind of has to do with like how I treated yesterday when my face was swollen and that's just like listening to my body in regards to working out or movement this is something that's hard for me as like a former division one athlete like and just like being active my whole life like is moving and like abusing my body a bit and pushing through no matter what and showing up and um even with the wedding, like I haven't dieted or done anything crazy, but I feel like I've overcompensated in working out like unconsciously. Like I'm like, well, might as well just like get a workout in today. Like even if I need rest, I think it has to do with that as well. But just like really listening to the body about what kind of movement it wants and not forcing heavy lifting or not forcing a long run and just like allowing walking to be okay. Or yesterday I did like a really, really slow yoga practice on YouTube. Like, like it wasn't anything crazy. I just needed to stretch my, like I needed to move a little bit and I didn't walk that much. So I was like, oh, I could just YouTube a 20 minute slow paced yoga. And then today I woke up with like not a swollen face. Like, I think it's just like really tuning into what the body needs um, is a really interesting way to honor your winter cycle like where summer maybe you could train for a marathon but you can't train for a marathon all year long you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and sometimes at least myself I treat my body like I can and probably when I was a little bit younger I could have but I also was completely disassociated from my body and the more connected I get to my body the louder my body is about what it wants and how it should be treated and respected Do you have anything like, or do you relate to that at all in any sense? Yeah, totally. Like for me, like my story with even with, like I've always had seasonal affective disorder, which is seasonal depression. Like every winter I would get extremely depressed, like literally for as long as I can remember. Like I remember being 10 and depressed in winter and being like, I hate the short days. Like they say that seasonal affective disorder happens because of a lack of vitamin D so that you can take pills to supplement that. But I've done the pills and it <laughs> doesn't feel different. Like the only thing that really helped me was microdosing mushrooms. But even then it's like not the same. And so, yeah, I've just, and I also relate to the athlete thing. I think like I was on, I played soccer and being on like a team sport, you were on a team sport too, right? Yeah. Softball. Yeah. So it's like, it, there's something different about team sports where you feel such a burden to perform no matter what. Like I remember literally having like a sprained ankle and playing anyway, because I was like, I can't let my team down. And I think that mentality follows you and I think sometimes it's like 
it sometimes maybe it's beneficial, but I think in the long run and from the perspective of longevity, it's not good. Um, like you can't do that when you're 50 or even I'm 26, like, and I can't like do that the same anymore. It's just not healthy for me to like push like I did. Um, but this winter is the first winter where I actually listened to holistic life navigation. Do you follow him on Instagram? He's a somatic therapist and he's just amazing. And he put out this podcast about wintering and he talks about how your capacity changes in winter. Like it's just not the same as it is in summer. You can't push yourself the same. You can't do the same amount of work. You can't be awake the same amount of hours. Like it's just not the same. And so what happens when we get like uh, seasonal depression is that we're trying to maintain the same amount of capacity that we had in summer. And it just doesn't work like that. Like Mm. you don't have the same amount of capacity. So I was like, okay, well, what if I actually, for the first time in my life, tried to respect this pattern? Like we're, I think today's the solstice. So it's the (laughs) least amount of sunlight in the whole year. And so it's like, how can I respect that? And so actually this is extremely privileged of me and I'm like debated even saying this, but I tried to not work as much this month. And that kind of was handed to me because all of my clients went out of town or canceled for December. So it was kind of like my choice, kind of not, it was kind of out of my hands, but then I decided to lean into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's even then it's been hard to relax because I'm just not good at it. I'm not practiced in it. I'm getting better, like better than I was five years ago. But yeah, and that's what liberation is about, too. I'm just going to plug it right now because yeah, let's talk about it. Um, So liberation is this program that I created specifically for people that resonate with the hypervigilance response that like frozen freeze or uh, fight or flight where you're like, essentially in a sympathetic response of feeling the need to constantly be productive, feeling the need to constantly be moving and get stuff done. And you find it really hard to relax. Like I know what it's like. Me and Katie were kind of talking yesterday about how it's nice to learn from people who've been through the thing. And I have been through it. Like I used to have burnout, like in college when I was like working, um like four or five days a week and doing full-time classes like I would come home at the end of the day and I remember just sobbing in my car like multiple days a week because I was so stressed um and now that I am not there um anymore thankfully so yeah this program is essentially like it's a 10-week program and it, most of it is on Zoom. There's some recorded stuff, but it is for, yeah, women um, who also inclusive definition of women um, who have experienced this, who resonate with us, and who also are ready to step towards embodied safety, restorative rest, and liberated pleasure <clears throat> through somatic practices, uh, workshops, meditations, yoga nidra. So really like practices that are extremely practical and applicable, like knowing, like I know this is not overnight. It's just not how the body moves. Um, So practices that are very conscious of the fact that we are working with the body on its time schedule and how can we gently incorporate this into your day. So 
Yeah, that's my plug. It's going to be amazing. And your girl might be a little bonus. So (laughs) yeah, and Katie's going to be a bonus, um, the guest speaker. So if you have any interest, is Liberation available now or is it? Yeah, so right now, um, probably. Right now I'm doing early bird. So I was going to actually end early bird pricing last week, but because I was wintering, I didn't post about it. So I'm like, that's not really fair to do a promo and not post and then be like, okay, you're done. So I'm extending it through January 6th, which is when I get back from my trip. Um, And then from there, the price will go up. I do have multiple payment plans. So um, for price transparency, I really appreciate price transparency. So it is $550 right now with early bird. Um, I have multiple payment plans. I think the cheapest one right now is like 70 per month. So I tried to make it really um, accessible with the payment plans. And then um, on January 6th, it'll go up to 666. And payment plans will also be available. And it begins in late February. So you have time to register. But if you want the early bird, get it before then. Yes. And it's just, I mean, since it is the time of gifts and giving, I don't know what better gift you could give to yourself. I mean, this is in no way my program. And it's not like I'm being compensated or (laughs) being threatened threatened to say any of this, but as someone whose nervous system has been through the ringer, I just wish I would have invested in something like this sooner because it would have been the greatest gift I could have given to myself. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you also check it out and just honestly learn how to feel safe in your body and in rest and in pleasure. And I will also be taking the course. So I am also there to learn and I am also there to absorb it. And then I will be a guest speaker as well. So there's so many reasons to join and I'm just so excited to see all you in there. Yeah. And I do like kind of going off of what you said, I make all my courses with the idea of like, this is what I wish I had. Like Venom is like what I wish I had when I was on my people pleasing journey. This is what I wish I had when I was fucking crying in the car at 12 midnight after a full day of classes and work. Um, so yeah, if this resonates, definitely check it out. Um, I have one last thing on my list. I should probably share. Do you have anything else on your list or did you? I'm all good here. Okay. I'll share mine real quick then. It's pretty straightforward. So my last um, thing, this is such a hard segue too, but okay. (laughs) So my last thing on my list of my favorite things for wintering are winter sunbathing. So I know that sounds kind of weird. I'm not talking about like I'm in my bikini, like trying to get a tan. Um, I mean, just, I actually started doing this when I had Dana on my podcast, Dana Dawsey. She is like, she's like a nervous system coach. She's amazing. And she talked about um, going outside every morning for 10 to 20 minutes to get sun so that your circadian rhythm kind of jump starts. And I start, started doing that. I go downstairs and I'll like, I'll either sunbathe like just let the sun hit my face or I'll practice my French because I'm going back to Belgium this week and my French sucks so I 
Um, but what I've been doing and like when I go on my walks now or even yesterday I was walking near the pier is I'll lie down on a bench and just look up at the sky kind of like you said and I'll just really feel the sun on my face and I swear it like warms you to your bone even in winter like the sun just feels so good um, so even if I'm like fully bundled up with like jacket and like boots and everything like just feeling the sun on my face is so good and yeah, so give it a try if you haven't <laughs> tried that. I'm about to do that right now. That sounds. I'm <laughs> kind of chilly right now, so that sounds so yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, Callie, love you as always. Listeners, I love you as always. And I am so excited to keep the Callie and Katie conversations going. Again, if there's anything that resonates or you want to us to dive deeper on or a topic that you're like, can you guys talk about this? Please let us know at so she is underscore podcast I believe that is the handle or Katie Neary with two eyes which might be changing to Katie Grimes I one of the hardest oh part about getting what? married I'm like what are do you... I do with my Instagram name okay wait so you're taking Curly's last name yeah my middle name's Neary now I think Katie oh okay so it's gonna be Katie Neary Grimes well like if I have to have my middle name like uh what like I'm not hyphenating. Like oh, I, okay, okay. my name is Caitlin Ann Neary, but now technically legally, I'm changing it to Caitlin Neary Grimes. Oh, I like that. Taking Ann out. I yeah. think Katie Grimes has a good like flow. Yeah, I hate Neary. The oh, N no. N is the hardest letter to have as a last name. Why? Because people think it's an M all the time. Like Neary, so they say Neary. Oh, that doesn't. I don't. And like they always that. have to say N like Nancy. Anyways, we're getting way off topic, but. <laughs> We will have our Instagrams in the show notes. Yeah. And Callie is Ka- Callie Klug Yoga, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Course. Callie Klug Yoga, um, your own medicine podcast. I'm not using that Instagram account anymore. So just message me, Callie Klug Yoga on Instagram or Callie Klug Yoga at gmail.com. And to sign up for Liberation. Yeah, sign up for Liberation. See you there. Is the link in your bio? Yeah, the link's in my bio, and I'll probably put the link in the show notes, too. Amazing. We will see you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. XOXO, Gossip Girl. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at is underscore podcast to let us know your takeaways. If you could, leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts to help us build, grow, and expand this to anyone it needs to reach. I am so grateful for you listening and giving me your time and energy, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. I love you. Bye.